BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You ever seen a ghost? Been abducted? Heard your name whispered from the other room when you're all alone? No, you say? Me either. But if you're like me, you're still fascinated by the paranormal. It seems everyone else has had an experience, and you want to believe it all. So why doesn't it happen to us? What does it all mean? How does it work? Is any of it real? Welcome to Paranorm Girl, a show that will attempt to answer these questions by taking the paranormal completely apart in search of proof. I'm not a blind believer, nor a hardened skeptic. I'm just looking for answers and willing to accept what I find. Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl podcast. I am your host, Kristen. I am so excited to bring you today's conversation, you guys. Rob Guttrow is a medium who has become quite notable for his ability to communicate with pets on the other side. He has helped so many pet parents who have had to say goodbye to these family members to find comfort in his readings and hope in not just his knowledge, but the education he provides us all about the signs and messages we can receive from those who have crossed over. I've been looking forward to speaking with Rob about the series of books he's written on the topic of spirit-animal communication called Pets and the Afterlife. So we do spend some time talking about that information as well as some of his personal experiences and stories. So with that, let's get into it. Please enjoy my conversation with author and pet medium, Rob Guttrow. Rob Guttrow is an author paranormal investigator and medium with Inspired Ghost Tracking of Maryland. He's become known as a pet medium, although he communicates with pets and people who have passed. Since he was a child, he could receive messages from earthbound ghosts or spirits who have crossed over. Rob has three different series of books. The first is Pets in the Afterlife, which includes Pets in the Afterlife 1, 2, and 3. These books teach how pets communicate from the afterlife and provide examples. His book, Pets in the Afterlife 3, Dog Spirit Signs, was recognized as one of the best books on grief and loss by Book Authority, and it debuted on Amazon at number one in the pet loss category. The second series is Ghosts on a Medium's Vacation. That includes Ghosts of England and Ghosts of the Birdcage Theater. Meet the ghosts Rob encountered and learn the history of places he's visited. And the third series is Ghosts and Spirits. That includes Ghosts and Spirits Explained, Lessons Learned from Talking to the Dead, Kindred Spirits, How a Medium Befriended a Spirit, and Case Files of Inspired Ghost Tracking, from Paranormal Investigations to Haunted Places and Spirits of Loved Ones Who Have Communicated and Proven Their Existence from Beyond the Grave. 
As a scientist, he also provides some scientific explanations about how energy is the baseline for the afterlife and the medium that entities use to communicate. Ladies and gents, Rob Gutro. Hi, thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Rob. I'm, I'm really happy to have you. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about today or that we can talk about. The series of books, Pets and the Afterlife 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I read them back to back to back. They were wonderful. Oh and uh, <laughs> I, I, I really want to spend some time talking about those and your, you know, your experiences as a pet medium. But... As we hear in your bio, uh, you also work with a paranormal investigation team, Inspired Ghost Tracking. Yes. You aren't just a pet medium. You also communicate with people who have passed on as well. I do. You are a scientist by trade, which I find so cool. Uh, you and your husband do quite a bit of traveling to really incredible locations, jealous, and you offer spirit communication readings in your free time. Do you sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Not much. <laughs> all right. Uh, fair. All right. Fair enough. That's that's. I I, I should have seen that uh, coming. All right. So let's uh, let's take it back to start out. How old were you when you realized you had the ability to communicate with those on the other side? Well, I was about thirteen years old, and I found out the hard way, really shocking way. My grandfather, who died in December, uh, appeared to me suddenly in the house when I was by myself in full color about seven months after he died. Um, and he shocked me. Um, so I grabbed the dog, the, our, our family dog, and ran outside and waited for my parents to come home. And I told them what happened. And my mother was not surprised because it turned out she had the ability also, but she was afraid to use it. So um, that was my initiation <laughs> the hard way <laughs> wow what a what an introduction into this world uh, is it so 13 years old is it unusual for for a medium to to notice or begin to develop their gifts until you know teenage years or until later like that it usually comes later so what I found is that children of course have the ability to see and hear earthbound ghosts and spirits who have crossed over. And I, and I actually outlined the difference. Um, but then as we grow older, we kind of discount things and ignore them and so forth. And, and that's what I did. I got really caught up in my life trying to figure out, you know, college and career path and all that. And um, my next experience wasn't until uh, decades later. And then when my puppy passed away in 2005, he was killed by a car. Um, when his leash opened, he reawakened uh, my abilities. And he basically blew the doors off communicating with people in the afterlife and pets. Right, right. Yeah, I remember reading that, that, that you were talking about how that, that really set into motion uh, those abilities, even even that far down the road. So those, you kind of buried that ability for yourself for a while um were there were there anybody any other members of your family who had these i mean aside from your mom so it's it's funny that it wasn't until i was in my late 30s that my mother finally told me that my grandfather had the ability and he had a an encounter with the spirit of his aunt 
which would be my great aunt. Um, and then she told me that one of her second cousins used to solve, help police in, in Massachusetts, in the town of Massachusetts, solve uh, murders. What? That is so cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. So um, we had a psychic Jessica Fletcher in my in my family, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, when, when you receive these uh, communications... What is that experience like for you? Like, like, what does it feel like? What are you, what are you seeing exactly? Well, that's a good question because m- different mediums have different um, abilities, and I usually hear things in my head, and then I see a lot of images, and and that's especially true when it comes to communicating with pets, um, because pets learn language and emotion and routine and so forth. And, and they very much look at their environment visually and with, with their nose, you know, they, mm-hmm. they smell their environment. Mm-hmm. They can share those things with me. And that's what I see when they're communicating. I got you. Okay. Just, just what they're seeing. Okay. Um, so like, like you just mentioned, so you have made the distinction uh, throughout your books between the mm-hmm. concept of a ghost and a spirit. What is the difference between the two? The, the difference is really location, location, location. So if you if you know a realtor, <laughs> think, I know a few. <laughs> okay, well, think of the dead as like realtors. So, um, so what I mean by that is that. I've come to learn that it's all about energy. First of all, when we, when we pass away, when our physical body dies, the energy that is within us, the brain, uh, the brain waves, if we, if you, if you measure, um, brain activity, it's little electrical impulses. Um, we have cells splitting, we have blood pumping, all of that energy just doesn't end. It has to go somewhere because of the law of conservation of energy. There's your science. Mm. So, (laughs) So, so that couples with our memories, personality, and our knowledge. And what I found is that we either stay here on Earth at a fixed location of our choosing or one that we're familiar with or where we died suddenly, or we cross over into the light, uh, go through the tunnel to the other side. You can call it heaven, Valhalla, paradise, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that's what I call a spirit. So ghosts are earthbound and spirits have crossed over. Okay, so so ghosts are choosing mm-hmm. um, when when they choose to remain earthbound rather than cross into the light. Do are they are they aware at the time that they're going to be stuck here? No, <laughs> <laughs> they actually don't. Um, from what I understand, and it's only after they're here for quite a while that they realize that they're stuck. And what's interesting is that for some reason they learn they lose the ability to figure out how to cross over. Okay, okay. So so they always need um, some a living person, a medium, to show them the way. Yes, and and not only a medium, but people with that can generate a lot of emotional energy, so they can open a door to the other side, really. And um, and often when whenever I've crossed people over, we've opened the door to the other side. And we've we ask their loved ones in spirit to to try and convince the ghost to cross. And we can do that because we connect the ghost energy with the other side. 
Okay. Okay. And then you, so you did mention in your books that the the type of energy that they feed off of is generally mm. a, a negative energy that the, the earthbound ghosts. Um, just curious, do we ever need to be wary of earthbound ghosts? Yeah, we do. Um, and it's not, it, so we maintain our personalities even as an earthbound ghost. And first of all, I urge people not to remain earthbound as a ghost. It's like being trapped <laughs> in a prison cell for your entire afterlife. Right. And nobody can hear you. And it, it's insanity. Um, so because of, because they're energy, they use physical energies and they use emotional energies. They use They all draw on heat, light, water, and electricity to get strong enough to communicate. That's why paranormal investigators find battery drains whenever they go on investigations. But you touched upon the negative side. So by negative, I mean that they use negative emotional energy. So ghosts use fear, anxiety, depression, and anger. And if any human is expressing those, it charges a ghost to get strong enough to communicate. But spirits use faith, love, and hope. Okay. And, and you've also had your, your fair share of experiences, especially with the uh, paranormal investigating with both residual and intelligent hauntings. Mm -hmm. How would you describe the difference between the two? Well, re residual energy is like a thumbprint of an event in the past that has been, that energy has been absorbed within the walls of the structure. Or um, if it's outside, within the, it leaves an imprint within the area. Um, so what I mean by that is that if you bring in your emotional energy, that imprint can become clearer. It's like shining, it, it's like shining a light through a window with a thumbprint on it. Mm. That thumbprint becomes visible if you add energy to it. Intelligent means they communicate with, back with us. They can answer questions. I got you. Okay. Um, well, uh, let's let's shift gears here. Um, I'm very excited to uh, to talk to you on the topic of the pets and the afterlife books. Um, mm -hmm. I have not cried so damn much in a long time. Oh, no. <laughs> it uh, it can be incredibly heartbreaking to lose a beloved pet, as anyone who's ever deeply loved one knows. But you bring a lot of hope and comfort with your experiences and explanations of how we too can still communicate with them once they're gone because they're they're never truly gone as we can see in the stories that you share. Mm -hmm. And one of those personal stories, you, you mentioned it a little bit ago, was uh, about the loss of your first dog, Buzz, um, and, and that really set everything into motion for you. How, how did Buzz do that? for you? So Buzz came through um, many times in a very short period of time. Um, so I will say up front that I'm the kind of guy that likes to write a lot of things down. So when I was younger, I used to keep a journal all the time. And that really came in handy because when I, these things would happen, I would write them down and then I would go back and look at them in a different light. Um, so he he passed away suddenly when I was walking him and his leash opened, ran in front of a car. And after when I when I got him home, thanks with help from neighbors, the very first thing he did was he gave me a musical sign. Now, pets can do that because they get help from spirits on the other side. And I'm pretty sure that he got help from my uh, grandfather. 
So when I walked in the door, I lived in a, a townhouse and I had a roommate, but the roommate had left early in the morning for work. And this was late in the afternoon after work. Um, and I was the first one there and I walked back in and the radio was on suddenly and I didn't leave it on when I left to walk the dogs. And the first song that was playing was Garth Brooks, the dance about a man who had the opportunity to have a very deep love with someone for a very short time and enjoyed the dance. And that was a big message from buzz right there. One of the next things that he did was when I got his body to the vet vet, uh, so they could just preparing for me to say a final goodbye. Some friends joined me at the veterinarian's office and we stood in the, um, the parking lot and there was nobody else outside. And suddenly I felt buzz and a uh, trash can lid shot four feet in the air and there was nothing behind it. And I heard buzz in my head say, dad, I'm here. It's okay. Um, so those are the first signs. And then he went on to give me many more signs. Um, I, I visibly saw him and actually chased him or walked after him rather into a room that had no exits and he disappeared. He led me to another dog that looked just like him when I was on vacation in Puerto Rico. As it turned out, um, it happened to be the fourth anniversary of his passing to the day. So that, that told me that spirits will come around birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays to let us know that they're around. And even pets, because they read our energy, and our energy is usually elevated um, around birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. Throughout the series, uh, you shared so many other stories uh, from people who had been hoping to receive those signs or communications from their pet. And they do. A, a lot of these signs are very synchronistic and, and undeniable. And like you, you said, they're, you know, they're happening on very special occasions, um, things that would be important to them. What, um, what are some of the most common signs pets will send to us to let us know they're still around? Well, dreams are the most common. Um, those are the easiest ways for pets to communicate, just like they are for people. Because our logical minds are asleep. And it's the problem is, is that when we're awake, we grow up to be uh, taught to use our, our logical mind to dispel anything that doesn't look normal, if it were. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when we're asleep, that part of our brain is also asleep. So with dreams, they can come in and they can let us know that they're okay. Um, after my dog Dolly passed in 2020, um, she she came into a dream for me. And in the last year of her life, she was wearing a diaper because she was um, incontinent with both. And the very last day of her life, her uh, she became unable to walk. But in the dream, she was not wearing a diaper. She was standing outside where she normally goes. And she turned to look at me, and I heard her say, Dad, I'm all better now. So dreams are, are just one way. But you can they, they use um, audible uh, signs, such as nails on the floor. Um, you may hear them sigh. You may hear a bark or a meow um, that sounds like it's coming from another room, but it's actually close by. Um, you may see a shadow. 
for us, it's very difficult to see spirits in full color. Mm-hmm. First of all, it takes a lot of energy for them to appear in full, full color. But secondly, our eyes are not configured um, the way that a uh, dog or cat's eyes are configured. We have different cones and rods in our eyes than they do. So they can actually see faster movement and spirits move at a faster vibration. So that's why your dog or cat may be staring at a visiting spirit or a ghost if you have a haunted house. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can't see it. Right. Right. That's that's your cat staring up into the the corner of the ceiling for hours on end. And you're like, is that a bug? Is that a a ghosty (laughs) up there? What is going on? So um, I I thought that was so interesting uh, when you were talking about that in your book about the science of the dog's eyes uh, and cat's eyes as well, how they're configured so differently and can see these things. And it reminded me of something uh, back in the day, early, early part of the show, I'd been studying shadow figures. And in that world, a lot of people will report, you know, catching these glimpses or figures in the corner of the, you know, just out of their peripheral vision. And uh, I, I learned at that time, um, you know, because rods, uh, for dogs at least, are good for like sensing shapes and, and sensing movement. You know, it's really good for that. Whereas human eyes, our rods are located on the on the outskirts of our eyes. So I just thought that was really uh, interesting uh, explanation for why we we catch those things out of our our side you know <laughs> view so anyway off yeah. topic so sorry um so what would you say to skeptics who think oh you're 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 just looking for a sign so of course you're going to see something well it it um i have talked to skeptics before about things um as a matter of fact one person that never actually read my book but left a comment <laughs> a very bad comment about um me thinking she she accused me of saying that every butterfly is a sign from a spirit and i never i i don't believe that um what i would say is that if you see something that is tied to a birthday anniversary or a holiday or even like an adoption day or an anniversary of passing or any other date relative to your pet, or you're thinking of your pet when you see something, then it is very likely a sign. Okay. And for the for the doubters, um, I always tell them that if you don't believe me, talk to me when you're dead, because I will <laughs> then. Uh, <you're... laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well. Uh, you you stressed over and over also in your books that when it comes to spirit, there are no coincidences. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, uh, not just those skeptical of afterlife communication, but even supporters of it, too, that, that may find it just too hard to believe. Oftentimes in our own deep grief, we will be the first to discount a message. I've done it. What would you tell someone who may be too easily brushes these signs off as mere coincidence, like one a, a supporter of it that is just, mm, no, that was, you know, that just happened because, you know, I was looking that way or I'm thinking about it. What would, what would you tell a supporter? I would tell them that um, spirits actually influence us to look at look a certain way or be at a certain place at a certain time to see something that reminds us of them. Um, as we discussed earlier when I was in Puerto Rico, and I saw the dog that resembled my dog, Buzz. 
it was not a coincidence. Just before that event, when I saw that dog, we had to choose which road to go down. We, we were in a, a, a rotary. We had five roads to choose from. And my husband said to me, which way do you want to go? And I said, I've never been to Old San Juan. I have no idea. But I, I felt like I was being nudged down one street. And when I got to the end of the street, that's where we saw that dog walker with that one honor that looked like Buzz. So spirits move us to a certain place at a certain time in order to see their messages. So it's not a coincidence. I can tell you actually another story. Um, yeah, please. So uh, in, in one case, a woman wrote me and she said that, that her dog Sissy had passed. This is in my Pets in the Afterlife 2 book. And she said that rainbows were always um, associated with her dog Sissy. And when she left the veterinarian's office after saying goodbye to her dog, she happened to glance one specific direction, and it was not forward even though she was driving. And sure enough, there was a rainbow in the sky. And she knew that was from her dog. She knew that that was Sissy saying, Mom, I'm okay. Wow. So it's a, it's a, it's a strong influence. It's a strong nudging, um, a, a knowing inside of people. Mm -hmm. um, why, would, why can't pets or loved ones on the other side maybe do more? Um, when they're trying to get our attention, like uh, like appear full on apparition, or you know, write out a message, um, why wouldn't they be able to do that? Well, it's really because they don't have enough energy to do that. So I look at spirits or of uh, who passed or ghosts earthbound as um, a light bulb, and they're light bulbs without enough energy to glow. When they get enough energy to glow, that's when they can communicate with us. So, and and they will draw energy from those sources that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is there anything that we can do to be better receptive to it? Well, we can have an open mind. Um, <laughs> and yeah. I know it's harder said uh -huh, than, it's hard. than done. Um, I think that's that's really it. And but people need to know too that their grief acts as a block for messages. So if if you are grieving deeply, don't get frustrated that your pet or your person is not coming through to you because they're really trying to do that. Um, grief sets up a block of negative emotional energy, and spirits are positive, so they need positive energy in order to to get through that. So uh, as soon as your grief starts to lessen, you may start um, receiving messages. Okay. Will they eventually stop trying to get through to us if we're just not picking up on what our dog and spirit is putting down? They, they will stop, but only once they got through to us to let us know that they're okay. Some people have written me and said, I'm still looking for a sign every single day. And I said, well, you know, that doesn't happen. Um, and I liken it to when, when my dad passed away, I used to call my mother every day. And after a while she would say, what the heck are you calling me for? I already know you're okay. And you already know I'm okay. So I don't need to hear from you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she was feisty. <laughs> All right. Well, um, okay. So 
during your readings, um, like, like you were saying, you know, our pets will show you things or, or show you memories. Mm-hmm. Do they ever say anything? Do they do they have words that you want them to know, their owners to know? Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so when I whenever I do a reading, I do all my readings by email, and I have to do it in quiet. Um, and I play soft music, and and I look at a picture of a pet, and that's how I'm able to to tune into the correct pet because there are billions of animals on the other side. Um, so they do convey language and they convey it in emotion as well um they let me know like for instance if they if they had a favorite in the family um they let me know if they didn't like particular things like one um, dog i just connected to told me that uh, she didn't mind going to the groomer but she didn't like it when they touched her nails and um you know (laughs) yeah like the haircut don't like the nails yeah, they, they tell me different, <clears throat> all kinds of different things about foods or people or places or, um, and people that they're with in spirit too. It's been amazing. I did one reading last week for a woman who lost her, her dog and her dog gave me like five names of people with descriptions of what, what they're like, including smokers and, um, one that used to sell newspapers as a kid, one that used to shine shoes as a kid. Um, and the woman wrote me back and she said, how in the world does my dog know all of my late family members and what they did? And I said, because <laughs> they conveyed this information to your dog and your dog is just showing me the images <laughs> of what your relatives did. And it blows me away too. Because honestly, I'm sending emails to people I don't know. I don't know where they live. I don't know what their house looks like. I don't know what they do for work. I don't know anything about them. And I'm saying, oh, here's your relative. Here's your, you know, Grandpa Frank. Right. Let alone all these, yeah, all these, all these people that have already, you know, this group of people that have already passed. You didn't even ask them about. They didn't say anything about it. That's crazy. Yeah, so, so I, I'm thinking, ugh, they're going to write me back and say, you're crazy. And <laughs> I haven't received that yet. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you're doing something right here. <laughs> no. I'm just listening. <laughs> All right. Well, this was um, interesting to me, something you, you wrote about. Some pets become spirit guides. Yes. Is this a, a common occurrence? I've never heard of this before. It's not a common occurrence, really, but when you have that one special um, heart dog, uh, I like to call a, a dog or cat or rabbit or horse or any domesticated pet that is really someone that you have bonded with to the point where you can anticipate what they're going to do, they can anticipate what you're going to do, you, they can be your, they can be a spirit guide, not not the, but we we can have many spirit guides. But they can be a spirit guide to you and protect you and and help you from the other side. So yes. Okay. Now, what about reincarnation? Do our pets ever reincarnate to be with us again? That's one of my favorite questions, and what I learned from a. Um, a couple of different dogs is that they will reincarnate, but not in this lifetime. What I mean by that is they want to make sure that they are waiting there in the light for you 
when it's your time. And then once you and everyone they know in this life has crossed over, they will come back and be connected to us in another, another life. In all three uh, Pets and the Afterlife books, you talked about how some people report that their, their new pets are having the, the same mannerisms or, or habits as, as their previous, you know, their past pet. And so a lot of people will, will automatically jump to, oh, yeah, this is, this is the old one. You know, it's, he's come back to be with me or, or whatever. And you talk about how pets and spirit will, can actually teach and train the new pets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember as I was reading that, I, I, it, it occurred to me, I remembered that this actually happened to me. Um, and at the time, I was so confused. There were so many things he was doing the same because our, after our dog passed a few years back, I ended up adopting a kitten about six months later. Mm-hmm. And so when he started exhibiting all these same, you know, mannerisms and habits, um, it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. But you would say that is the old pet influencing them and unlikely to be like a transmigration or, or reincarnation situation. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They, so they do come back um, in spirit to train your pet to be, number one, be a better pet for you. And number two, um, they will train them a habit that they had when they were alive so that you can recognize that they are actually still there in the house and, and training your new pet. Um, but it doesn't have to be a good habit. I have to stress that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, the, and I learned that it was actually one of my very first pet readings that I did. It was an impromptu pet reading um, that was not from Buzz, my dog Buzz. It was a little, uh, I will never forget it, and I talk about it often. It's a little chihuahua named Chico that came through to me during a, uh, um, an event, a medium event with my friend Bob Mallon. And this dog came up to me and said, I have been training um, a black, um, a medium-sized black dog, <clears throat> how to be a better dog for his mom. And I'm connected to his mom. <clears throat> who was in the audience. So I I remember wondering how am I supposed to identify this woman? And as a woman was walking out to use the restroom, this little dog named Chico, he was a chihuahua, based chihuahua, about six pounds. He said, that's her. I called the woman and stopped her. And I said, excuse me, do you know a chihuahua named Chico? And she was shocked. She said, that's my grandmother's dog that just passed away. And his name was Chico. And he was a chihuahua, and he was beige. And she said, what in the world? Why would he come to you? And I said, he's training your medium-sized black dog. And she said, I do have a black lab who, <laughs> who has been acting better recently. I said, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, that is so cool. <laughs> well, um, so I, uh, I love the story of when you took Dolly on an investigation with you, when she was still with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you never see investigations with dogs and uh, with with their sensitivity to things that that we just can't see. I'm just so curious um, why that is the case. As a paranormal investigator, would you recommend this addition to ghost hunting groups? 
Actually, I would not. <laughs> um, it would not be good for the dog. The only reason I took Dolly on one paranormal investigation is because I was told by the manager of our investigation team that the family suspected that their dog, who passed away, was walking around in the house in spirit. And I needed, to, I needed Dolly, I needed a dog to prove that a dog was still there. And that's exactly what she did. But yeah, but it's it is too frightening for a dog um, to go into paranormal investigations because earthbound ghosts you never know what their personality is going to be. Right. And it could be very frightening, um, to a, especially to a pet. That's why even spirits of our loved ones who appear, whether human or pet, can scare a dog or cat. They can frighten them. And one of the reasons I cite is that. It takes a lot of energy for a spirit to appear, and often the pet can see them, maybe even hear them, but for a, a spirit to generate the smell or scent of them takes a lot of energy. And if you're a dog or cat and you rely on scent first and foremost, and you see and hear some, somebody, but you can't smell them, something's wrong. And that makes it scary to a dog or cat. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Well, um, so you've had quite a bit of personal communication with your own past fur babies. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, have a particularly favorite sign to receive from them? Oh, gosh. Um, there's been so many. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe just a particularly favorite sign in general. Um, I, well, because I can sense them around all the time, um, that it really just gives me a good feeling. But one of the most visible signs that uh, I received was from our dog Sprite that passed in 2013 on July 8th. And that day he sent us a yellow and black butterfly. And that butterfly, I knew that he influenced that butterfly to behave erratically because after he passed, we, were, we went out back with our dogs and that butterfly lingered on near the ground and the way that that little sprite, who was a dachshund, used to amble around in circles. And our three dogs never touched that butterfly. And, you know, for people who have dachshunds, you know that they're going to go after anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our, our wine runner didn't do anything either, Dolly. So, um, and I knew that was, I knew that was from Sprite. And uh, a couple of years later, I was driving to work and I was not, paying attention to what day it was until a yellow and black butterfly flew right in front of my windshield and over the car. And then I heard that I'm still here. You know what day it is. And I, I had to think, and it was July 8th. It was the anniversary of the passing of Sprite. And there was a yellow and black butterfly. So that's one of my favorite signs. I love looking at yellow and black butterflies because of Sprite. Yeah, it's 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 always going to be uh, his sign to you that you will know for mm -hmm. for certain. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for for telling us that. I know you told it in the in the book as well, but uh, thank you for that. That story was um, especially touching for me personally. So thank you. Have you have a favorite sign? I <laughs> I've gotten so many different ones, so I've I. I can't think right now that I have received um, the same one over and over again so that I always know. Actually, interestingly enough, I keep receiving things that I, I 
feel like it's something, but I don't know who to connect it to. So, um, you know, people like you, uh, you know, and, and I've, I've read uh, others that, uh, that say, you know, if you don't know what it means, just wait. Just wait. It, it will mm-hmm. it will occur to you. So on a bunch of this stuff, I'm just waiting. Um, there there was a, a a cool couple of signs that I do believe in in my heart of hearts that I received from our dog that passed away. It was uh, you know a, a tennis ball appeared basically out of nowhere, not not where I was expecting. Um, where I usually sit on my breaks at work, it just it was just there one morning, and as soon as I saw it, I just broke down. It was like a full body wave. I just knew, I knew. And then uh, later in the day, another toy appeared in that same exact spot that I found the ball, and I just wow. knew. And there was no way this was a whole closed off area. There was no way this stuff could have just randomly appeared. And they all associated with him in one way or the other. So I guess those were favorite signs. But as a, as far as recurring signs, nothing, uh, nothing yet. Okay. Well. They have, they have plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm aware. I'm paying attention. All right. Well, um, so we are, we are just about at the end of the show. Um, I, I actually, as many questions as I asked, I actually didn't get through even probably half of the questions I wanted to ask. I was also able to read Kindred Spirits, which was. <laughs> Uh, fabulous as well. So, you know, I'll, I'll have to ask you about it another time. Um, before we wrap, though, I heard murmuring somewhere recently of a Pets and the Afterlife 4 in the works. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, you did. I, I can't be partial to dogs. So Pets in the Afterlife 4 will be messages from spirit cats. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I will look forward to that. Um, well, I'll, I'll definitely be getting myself a copy. Big cat lover. Uh, where can my listeners pick up their own copies of your books? And uh, where would you like them to find and follow you? They can go on Amazon.com. That's where all my books are sold in paperback and ebook. Um, and all they have to do is type in G-U-T-R-O, Gutro, that's my last name. Um, and I, by the way, as a self-published author, I try to, I can set my own prices through Amazon publishing. So they're all under $10 paperback and they're much cheaper than that on ebook. Um, because I want people to be able to get comfort and see, learn how to see the signs from their pets. That's what's important to me. They can also find me uh, on robgutro.com, or if you can't figure out how to spell my last name, type in petspirits.com. It goes to the same place. (laughs) (laughs) And it tells you all my events. And I do a blog every week about people or pets, ghosts, or spirits. So there's something new every every week on that page. Um, And there's videos and this podcast will be on there and all kinds of fun stuff. Awesome. Well, I I will link to uh, all of that in the show notes, of course. As a final sign-off for this episode, what is a message or uh, the final thought you would like to leave with my listeners? There are a couple of quick final thoughts that I have. Um, One is that if you have helped your pet cross over, please do not feel guilty for helping them out, out of pain. They understand what you're doing, and they understand that by doing that, they have actually taught you what unconditional love means. 
because it takes a lot of courage and unconditional love to do that. So they usually thank me, um, tell me thank you to the parents um, whenever uh, I get messages. Secondly, know that your pets are going to be waiting for you on the other side. And finally, the love that we share with our pets will always bind us with them forever. It's truly been a pleasure, Rob, having you as my guest. Thank you again. Well, thank you for having me, and I look forward to chatting with you about some of the other things. That is a wrap for today. If you enjoyed this discussion and my guest, please check out his links in the show notes and pick up a few of his books. They are super affordable and just incredible information. Follow the show over on the socials at Paranorm Girl Pod and reach out via the website paranormgirlpod.com. I'm loving the pics, you guys. Some of you have been sending me wearing the t-shirt. It makes my heart so happy, y'all. Um... Before we close, something we did not get to discuss, but I think is worth mentioning. Rob does quite a bit of work as a volunteer at dog rescues and also a guest speaker at various rescue and shelter events. I've never talked much about this on the show before, but I've spent a lot of years working with dogs and cats, not just as a dog walker, sitter, um, and trainer, but I used to volunteer at a boxer rescue animals are my heart, and I know a lot of you out there feel the same way. I would highly encourage anyone with a love for these animals and just a little bit of free time to volunteer a couple of hours at your local shelter or humane society. I know for a fact, especially here at the tail end of this pandemic, a lot of shelters and organizations are really struggling to find the help that they need to support these homeless animals. Whether you volunteer to go in once or twice a week to walk, water, feed, or whatever, or sign up to foster, I know these places would gladly accept your help. And you would be doing an incredible service to the animal who is there waiting for their forever home. That is my PSA for today. Better stop there because I am highly allergic to the thought of animals in need. Thank you for tuning in. Join me next week for the final lesson episode for the season before the ultimate conclusion. In the meantime, as always, stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.